What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the Thrive University podcast. I am your host and chief energy officer, Jeremy Abramson. And if this is your first time here, welcome. I'm so grateful for your support. I'm so grateful for your presence. And in case you weren't aware, Thrive is an acronym that stands for thoughts, habits, relationships, intention, vitality, and embodiment. And this is an acronym that I created to really create a framework to teach you the things that we never learned in school. And my intention with this podcast is to bring on world-renowned guests to break down their success, their breakthroughs, their obstacles that they've overcome to create massive amounts of success, health, and wealth in their life. So I'm so grateful that you're here. And now let's get to today's episode. But before we start with today's episode, I wanted to make an announcement that I'm so excited about. I just launched my Magic of Microdosing free course. This free course has over 10 videos where I really break down the neuroscience of microdosing and talk about how this medicine can potentially lead to massive transformation and healing in your life. So if you've been curious about implementing this medicine, this is a great resource for you to tap into. And again, it's 100% free. So make sure to visit the website magicofmicrodosing.com or just hit the link in the show notes below. Much love, y'all. I am so excited for you to hear this conversation with the one and only Stephanie Ottomanelli. And Stephanie is just an absolutely beautiful, divine, unique soul. And um, she is most well known for her conscious contortion practice. If you follow Stephanie on Instagram, which I highly, highly recommend doing, um, you will see her move her body in ways that you probably have never seen before. And in this conversation, we talk about how Steph uses movement to really express herself and feel through her different range of emotions. And it it was just a really amazing conversation to have with her where she was fully open and vulnerable. She even shed a couple tears multiple times. And I just really am grateful for holding that space for her during this conversation. And we talk a lot about plant medicine and how psychedelics have played a huge role on her personal journey. So I can't wait for you to hear this episode with the one and only Stephanie Ottomanelli. Let's get it. How do you feel? Present. Yes. Still nervous. <laughs> well, I think it's valuable to remember that we're always a couple breaths away from connecting to the present moment and relieving some of that stress and anxiety. What do you think is causing the stress? I know you're a little nervous to do this podcast, but I'm so proud of you for doing it and taking action and pushing through the discomfort Thank because you. that's. That's what the one percenters do. The one percent people who want to create a unique life for themselves, they do the shit that 99% of people are not willing to do, whether that's a cold plunge, whether that's a hard workout, or getting on a podcast for the first time. Yes, for the first time. Well, right. Why don't you speak up a little bit with the mic? 
Okay, I'm speaking up. Yes, there we go. Okay. Yes, love. So I understand that through the uncomfortable is how you need to grow. So even though this is definitely something very uncomfortable and new for me, I'm trying to show up and do the best I can. This is something very different from what I usually do with the lights, with the cameras. I'm used to just naturally flowing on my own without any of the setup. So I'm trying something new and I'm nervous. It's amazing. <laughs> I think I think it's actually so dope though because a lot of people will see your videos and your content and they'll see the incredible things that you can do with your body and how you have so much potential and range of motion with your body and how you're able to bend and contort in all these crazy ways and you look so graceful in the process of doing it it looks like so easy for you <laughs> so i'm sure it's nice for people to kind of see this other side too right and see like the side that's like maybe not as comfortable or confident in doing something yeah, well, I have a lot of feelings and I have a lot of emotion. So I'm somebody who can much better express myself through my movements. It's a lot easier for me to express in that way. I say that words can be hard for me to express and to share because I feel so much deep down within me that sometimes when I'm trying to speak and share what I'm holding on to inside it's really hard for me and sometimes when I try to speak and I hear myself describing everything that I feel it doesn't really match up mm. so I found that through contortion and just through movement in general because I've been moving my entire life I started dancing when I was three so from a very young age I've always been in my body and that's a way for me to express myself when things are ineffable they can't be described in words. And as someone who can feel so deeply, that's been my process of healing, of grounding, of moving through emotions that I can't really process in words. It's been through movement. So I'm really grateful that I do have that in my life. And now that's what I wanna share with others who feel similar to me that they get nervous talking on podcasts or interviews. Yeah. Um, you can still express yourself through movements, through sound, through just breathing and being. We don't need to try so hard. We don't need to explain ourselves or justify ourselves. We can just be and do what feels good for us. Mm. Yeah, I love that. That was beautiful. So you said that you're someone that feels deeply and you're very connected to your emotions. Have you always been like that? Like when you were a little girl, were you very connected to your feelings and emotions as well? And what was maybe your first memory of that manifesting? Yeah, I've definitely always been someone who has felt very, very deeply and I've always felt so much. I, 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 I've written about this before and I feel like when I was younger, I always felt like an underlying current is what I call it of what things really are or I could just sense how people have felt including my family mm. and but it was never really discussed so there was kind of like the surface reality and then an underlying current that I was always able to feel very deeply 
And it really confused me as a child, though, because I, again, I was someone that didn't have the words to express my emotions because my family wasn't really like that. Kind of when things showed up in our lives, my parents always wanted to protect me, my brother, my sister. So they would brush things under the rug and they would kind of hide a lot of stuff for us, you know? So I, but I always felt deeply their emotions, but we never talked about it. So it was very confusing for me as a child and I would just maneuver through life kind of being living in two realities at once and I didn't really understand it. And when I was younger, I, I remember just like having deep feelings of this like deeper awareness. And there's been like certain synchronicities throughout my life from when I was a young girl through like my early teenage years, my late teen years, my early adult years that I've I don't want to say, say like I was sitting in meditation, but I feel like I like just like a deep sense of everything's connected. These moments in my life, like sp these specific moments in my life from like throughout different ages of my life, I've always felt like synchronicities and a connection. So I've always known there was something deeper, but I didn't I wasn't really able to uncover it until recently, like the past couple of years, because I was literally living that surface level life and not that under lying current that I've always felt, which I guess you could say the conscious and the subconscious now that I've dove into spirituality and self-awareness and self-love. And I've been on that journey for like two and a half, three years now. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been pretty beautiful. Yeah. I can relate to that a lot with the aspect of your parents kind of sweeping things under the rug. And I think oftentimes parents think that it's protecting their children to not have these difficult conversations when in reality that's the worst thing you can do is sweep it under the rug because your kids are going to learn about these things one way or another and you have the ability to actually teach them and talk to them in a way that's mindful and conscious and will bring awareness to them right so they're not shocked or surprised in a way that potentially down the road could could cause harm and it's a way to build that trust and connection with your kids rather than hiding things actually being open and sharing and I think that's definitely one of the things I learned you know I love my parents so much and they did such an amazing job and they continue to and they did the best they could with the tools they had I know that I'm definitely gonna be bringing many more of those conversations to the surface with my kids like something comes up you want to talk about sex you want to talk about drugs you want to talk about anything that comes up in school like let's go let's talk about it you yeah know? like I don't think there's anything as like a bad emotion or bad feelings I personally don't even believe in light or dark I believe both light and dark is what makes us whole and it's so beautiful and I believe you know I'm someone that can feel so much so I have felt such like deep pain and sorrow but because of that, I've also ha I also have the capacity to feel to feel so much love and beauty and joy. Mm -hmm. So I'd rather feel it all than feel nothing at all. And that's why I'm very open about my emotions and I'm very vulnerable and I'm like an open book. Um, I am learning more boundaries, but I, I definitely am very open and I just want to share with people like it's okay to feel because yeah, like, you know, our parents like growing up in the 60s 70s like they weren't able to express their emotions um and 
still to this day, it can be hard for me to have like a deep conversation with my parents. It's something I'm work I'm still working through. And we're definitely, we definitely have been cultivating a deeper connection as I've gotten older because we are able to be more real, more honest about our emotions. And mm. it's been mainly because I've been doing this work for myself. So I've been bringing it to my parents so it can trigger them. It can make them uncomfortable to dig deep into their emotions. But at the same time, because I've been so open with them now that I'm older and understand, like you said, like our parents are just, they're people with their own unresolved trauma and they, and they are people who did the best they can with the tools that they have. And I understand that now. So I want to just moving forward with them, have a relationship of understanding, compassion, acceptance, but also, yeah, let's talk about the real emotions that we never talked about. Like when I was younger, because it's not a bad thing, you know, you don't want to shelter your kids because then when they're out in the real world, like that's probably why I have sh struggled in the past with depression and anxiety because I felt so much, but I never talked about it. So I, w I didn't understand how to process mm. it, you know? Um, and I will say now that I've been so much more open and on this journey, like my parents actually have opened up to me, like, you know, specifically my dad, like he has opened up to me about things from his childhood that he was never able to talk about or share when he was younger, like things that he's held on in his head mm. for 60 years that he's never even told anyone that is not even necessarily like if I told somebody else like what his story was, it's not even necessarily like that bad or traumatic, you know, and maybe someone else's perspective, but right. him holding it in for 60 years, it, it really has ate away at like his confidence and ability to just really be himself and share, you know? Mm. So I want people to just know that it's safe to express yourself. It's safe to be yourself. It's safe to express your emotions. Like if you feel a lot, like let that out. It's actually really beautiful and it inspires other people to release that like, pressure that they may feel inside mm. because they feel like they can't fully express themselves or they be feel themselves like alone too oftentimes yeah feeling these emotions or feelings they think they're all by themselves when in reality this is a very shared experience and when you're able to actually connect with others and support one another through that process it really elevates and expands the possibilities for healing and just creating more inner peace and um, and it cultivates a deeper connection like like you were saying like i feel like if you're going through something or it doesn't even have to be a negative emotion but if you're sharing emotions with somebody else then that just cultivates a deeper connection in general versus yeah. being you know just i don't know but it's if you, if you wanna if you I think we've been told we've been programmed that there's certain emotions that are good, happiness, joy, yeah. laughter, and then there's bad sadness, anger, resentment, and I think like you said, simply the fact that you are able to feel your feelings means that you're alive. It means that you've been given another opportunity at life. So many people are navigating through this human experience. They're constantly numbing themselves with drugs like antidepressants or alcohol. And that is basically dimming their emotional body. So they're not even able to feel happy, right? Yeah, they might not feel as sad as they were before, but it's really destroying their human experience, in my opinion, because like you said, like feeling your feelings and connecting with them and being emotionally intelligent and aware is a very important skill. Yeah. Yeah.
Um, and then also, I, while you while you get your train of thought, I was thinking um, when you said that about your dad, you know, who's he's starting to process some of the things maybe from like his childhood. He's sixty years old now. My most recent ayahuasca journey, a couple months ago, there's a moment where I was literally cradling my dad. And I was also cradling his dad, my grandfather, both of whom never really were able to fully live their childhood because, quite frankly, there's a lot of shit going on, a lot of chaos, and they had to grow up much faster than they should have had to. And a lot of those experiences got robbed away from them. And in that experience, they told me, like, live your life. Enjoy these moments. Don't take them for granted. And live the life. Do the things that we weren't able to do as kids. And that hit me so deep because I was like, oh, yeah. Sure, they might be older in age, but they also have those unresolved childhood wounds and experiences that have never fully been healed or addressed. So we have the opportunity now to actually do some of that work and create generational health. Yeah, and, and sort of shift the narrative around what it means to be alive. And like, like f for example, my dad, he grew up with the mindset like you have to work hard and like life is hard and you just have to work and make ends meet and like that's that's it like that's life because that's how he was raised my all of my grandparents came from Italy with nothing and like a million kids and like lived in a tiny apartment in the city so like my dad always actually had that in his mind and um, you know, I, and I just grew up with that mindset. Like I was always, you know, and I love my dad so much. And again, like, I understand, like he is just somebody who has like his unresolved trauma. Um, but I feel like it's up to me, like to break that and actually to be able to shift that narrative, you know, around my family, around like my future kids and just, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I really want to, I want to prove to myself, but also I just want to show to my parents, like you can live a life of fulfillment, of purpose, of love, of pursuing your passion and doing what you love and being yourself. And you can actually live like a beautifully abundant, fulfilled life mm. because that's nothing that they ever believed in. And I think a lot of our parents, like, or a lot of us can resonate with that, that our parents have thought that, but you know, I truly believe in you know, we really can live a beautifully abundant life and it doesn't need to be hard. Like life is meant to be easy, but it, you know, you're supposed to like really follow your heart and do what you love. Life doesn't need to be hard. However, you have to do hard shit if you really want to create a special, unique life. Would you agree with that? Well, what do you define as hard shit, though? <laughs> well, you're doing something right now. How are you feeling? Yeah, like this. 20 minutes into this podcast that you were so <laughs> terrified from. You were so scared. You're absolutely crushing it. You've been I'm sweating a lot, though. <laughs> You've been fucking amazing. For those who don't know, Steph was, like, <laughs> contemplating not doing the podcast because she was so in her own head. And I told her, I was like, you know what's going to feel much worse than doing the podcast? 
is not doing the podcast and then that's sitting with you and allowing your fears to defeat you. So that's what I mean by doing hard things is like doing things that force you to really lean in to the discomfort. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that's everything that plant medicine teaches you is lean into that discomfort and to really surrender into it. Like the moment, like what has come to me in um, one of the ayahuasca ceremonies I've sat in was I was going through like a pretty difficult time throughout that ceremony, like, or just like a moment in that ceremony because the plant medicines teach you things can shift like that, really. Um, and I, it's because I was holding on to resistance. So I believe that the plant medicines really teach you to surrender so you can really release blocks and resistance and actually cultivate clarity and just a sense of peace and um, just a sense of peace and more clarity in who you are and how you can move forward. Um, but in this particular ceremony, I was going through a pretty... Uh, difficult time it was more so that I was afraid I was I didn't really understand what was happening I was you know I felt a lot of energy just shifting around very quickly and it was it was a lot for me I was getting overwhelmed and then all of a sudden I just was I was like I just focused on my breath we were sitting in front of the fire we, and I just took a deep breath mm. and then like that the scene shifted and things just were more mellow and I was just looking into the fire and I heard the moment you face your fears they're no longer fears <laughs> I'm gonna and it was really beautiful because I think about that moment a lot mm. when my fears come up and yeah so I agree you know it can be scary to do something that makes you uncomfortable but you know I I, I would rather be um, I would rather be uncomfortable in my growth than stay comfortable in my stagnancy. Mm. And I think so often people would rather be, I use the term like they're uncomfortably comfortable because people are so afraid of the unknown. Like it's, it's so scary, like, you know, sometimes, but that's really where all the magic is, you know? Um, so because beautiful. if you already like doing everything, you know, you're never going to grow in life. Like you're just going to stay stagnant. You're going to mm -hmm. be like this your whole life. And so many people do that because they feel more comfortable in the known. So you have to take that leap and try new things and talk to new people and travel and do new experiences because that's where the magic is. And that's where you can uncover so much depth about yourself and really remember who you are mm. you know remember all like the magic that we have within us like we're so magical like we have so much power within us but too often we get our we get in our own way yeah <laughs> yeah I love that that was beautiful I'm so proud of you yeah and that's that's another thing I mean we talked about it and we'll we'll come back to some of your plant medicine ceremonies and some of the breakthroughs that you've had and how it's impacted you and what's beautiful about psilocybin, for example, is that it literally is starving fear from our brain, right? Because so many people who struggle with depression, anxiety, and other hyperactivity disorders in the brain, they have these overactive amygdalas, right? They're constantly in a state of fear. What's happening next? What do I got to do? How's this going to end up? Right? And they're so attached to the outcome and they allow that to debilitate them. 
and they can't live in the present moment. So when we starve and restrict blood flow from the amygdala, we're actually able to take that deep breath and connect to the present moment and realize, oh my God, that thing that I was so scared of is actually not that fucking scary. And it taught me such a great lesson. It allowed me to overcome this challenging obstacle. And I acknowledge you for confronting this obstacle. How are you feeling? I'm really proud of myself because I was like really nervous. I, I mean, I didn't know. I, I usually go into things with no expectations, but sometimes I just have like a very overactive mind that's just like chattering a lot. So, yeah. <laughs> but um, you know, I agree with what you just said. There's a quote that's like, you know, if you're living in the past, then that's when you're depressed. If you're living in the future, that's when you're anxious. But when you're living in the present, that's when you're at peace. So truly, if we can really just cultivate presence in every given moment, you already naturally are at peace. You don't need to try so hard. Usually we're, we're afraid of anticipation because when we actually do whatever it is we're afraid of, we're like, oh shit, that wasn't so bad. Like, it's so it's always the anticipation that actually yeah. cultivates fear. But in reality, when you actually just move through whatever situation you're nervous for, anxious for, or fearful of with presence and just, you know, leading with that open heart and being grounded in yourself, then you realize there was really nothing ever to fear in the first place. So have to get out of everything I say, I remind myself because this is a practice. It's not like just oh, I'm fear-free, like, isn't yeah. it? You know, so it's just a practice of cultivating the self-awareness when you are in that place of fear and realizing, oh, shit, here I am in my head again, so let me take a breath, ground down, and come back to the present, and realize, oh, this, this isn't so bad, actually. Right, yeah. <laughs> I feel like our biggest problems and limitations are all created by ourself, by our mind, right? And we play trick on ourselves, and we actually believe these things to be true and we operate with these programs and they hold us back and that's why we need to tap deeper into the subconscious and really reprogram these patterns these behaviors these habits and create that bright future for ourselves and that requires the deep work that requires the medicine and the medicine speaking of the medicine Contortion, movement is medicine, and your movement is absolutely incredible. For those of you listening and watching, we'll link Steph's Instagram in the show notes. Definitely check it out. It's super inspiring, and it shows you what's possible for the human body, right? So I'm curious to know, how did plant medicine, specifically ayahuasca, impact your movement practice? Okay, this is a good one, and it's a long one. So let's, like, bring it back. Rewind. So in 2019, I was working a f office job. I went to school for finance. I was working in um, wealth management. And I was working in, like, this job that totally wasn't me, like, wearing business clothes, like, sitting in a cubicle, like, answering client calls, like, checking the markets every day. It just, like, wasn't me, but it was because I you know um 
the reason I honestly got it, I mean, I was always very good at math growing up and I always liked numbers, but the reason I got into finance in the first place was because I thought it would look good to others. I never really thought about how, like, how it would make me feel. Honestly, I always kind of did things that would be perceived by others as quote unquote good. Like I wanted to be that like boss bitch in finance and, you know, so, but, but when I was working this job, like I really felt very unfulfilled and it came to a point like January, 2020, when I started like really just resenting work and I had a great team, like amazing group of guys but I would start to go into work and I had so much resentment. I had so much resistance, you know, and I started to grow very depressed and like, and it was, it was showing in my actions. Like it was clear that I just wasn't happy in, you know, in what I was doing. What, how was it showing up? I was just very short tempered and that's not my true personality. I'm a very light, bubbly person, very open. Um, but it was showing up and just like me giving attitude or if my, boss would tell me to do something I would just like get angry like you know even though I was like well this is my job isn't it and it came to a point where I had to sit down with my team and literally I will never forget this because boy did I ever so after I had a meeting with my team and one of my bosses at the time Emmett he was like it seems like you need to do some soul searching and literally after that like a few months later is when I started working with ayahuasca like this was probably February of 2020 and then obviously March 2020 came the pandemic and I was doing this like finance job from home which was even more difficult because it was nothing I cared about like I just did not want I was like doing like setting up annuities and like just like moving securities for my clients and just being on a phone with clients and dealing with the states it was nothing that I cared about and and it's so beautiful how the universe brings people back into your life when you're really open to that shift. So I was just feeling really heavy around this time when a pandemic hit and I was like, I'm just not happy. Like I, I need, I remember like praying like in fetal position, like God, please send me a sign. Like I can't do this like that. Like this is not my life. Like this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. And um, my, f my friend who is also a shaman, who I had met years prior at a yoga studio that I did my teacher training the year before, um, she came back into my life and she, um, me and her would do like, she calls them soul sessions. And we would just like hop on a call weekly and she would just like help me maneuver through my feelings and just like kind of my situation at that point in my life. And um, and she was is also an amazing yoga teacher. So she would, um, I would like go to all her classes and, and then fast forward, um, I actually cultivated the courage to quit my finance job, May 27th, 2020. And then my last day was June 19th, 2020. And then June 20th was my first ayahuasca ceremony, which was pretty wild because like I didn't plan it like that. But again, like the universe always brings in what you need in divine timing. So, um, so going back to your question about my movement and my body, um, like I said, I grew up dancing. I was always very athletic. I ran track. I played volleyball. I was a cheerleader. Um, I was always like very in, in my body. Like I knew that from a young age. I've, I've always felt very deeply. I was, I am naturally double jointed. 
Um, I have worked for my flexibility because people always ask me, are you just born like that? Like, no, I wasn't. But like, you know, I can do like this with my pinky. I don't know if you can see that in camera. <laughs> do it again. Yeah, I can like jump over with my arms and stuff. Like, <laughs> but like, but I did, I did work for my, um, my flexibility. Um, I didn't even know what contortion was until 2019, honestly. So. June 2020. Go, yes. First ayahuasca ceremony. Yeah. So. The plant medicines, I truly believe, show you how to surrender and show you how to release in your mind, in your body, so you can really fall into alignment with your true self, with your heart, with your soul. You re-meet yourself and remember yourself. So, you know, I've sat in a few ceremonies over the past two years and it has really taught me to surrender and to release resistance. So, okay, I'll get a little energy woo on you. So the plants, I believe the plant medicines are feminine. I believe they're feminine plants. Uh, like peyote, I believe is masculine. I personally never worked with peyote, but like ayahuasca um, is, a, is, a is a feminine plant. She's a grandmother of healing, right? Whereas peyote, they say is a grandfather, masculine. So similarly, I believe in two main paths of energy, right? And we can just look at our chakra column throughout our spine. So we have a masculine path, which is the path of creating form, the path of manifestation, right? Things, everything starts off as energy. You have an idea, you wanna create something, you bring that into form, you bring it into reality in a three-dimensional world, which is a world of matter. And what is matter? It's just condensed energy. E equals MC squared, right? It's just matter is condensed energy. So I believe the path of manifestation is the masculine path. It's the path of creating form. Mm. The plants have shown me the path of liberation, which is the feminine path of creating space, of releasing resistance, of releasing form, of releasing boundaries, of releasing, of releasing form. It's about creating space. So, you know, I've been working with ayahuasca and mushrooms for the past oh, a little over two years now, and that's what they have taught me, to surrender into my body. My body has literally opened up so much since working with these plant medicines because, again, it's all about releasing form, which is everything that conscious contortion is about. It's about surrendering and opening up. It's about creating space. It's about releasing form and releasing, like, resistance and rigidness that a lot of people hold on to their bodies so often like even right like so often people don't even realize when they're holding like unnecessary tension in their shoulders or a lot of times like throughout my days I'll just catch myself in my third eye and I'll just notice oh I'm a little tight here and it's a very subtle shift mm. but like that you feel a release it's a release it's a surrendering so plants have really taught me to open up and to surrender and to release and that's also what contortion is. It's about releasing resistance, releasing form, right? Like contortionists, we're shapeshifters. Like yeah. we can shift form. We're very fluid. Yeah. It's like water. I love, I love I love that. And I love I love the way that you also describe the masculine and feminine energies. So for those who don't know, we all have masculine energy. We all have feminine energy. And like you mentioned. The masculine energy is more based on manifestation, taking action, being decisive, taking initiative, 
right? And then the feminine energy is more about liberation, creating space, creativity, surrender, mm -hmm. right? And I think a lot of men and women are struggling with this masculine feminine balance, especially right now. And you're someone who I feel like is very tapped in to your feminine, which is beautiful because I feel like it's almost a lost art. There's so many women right now who are very dominated by their masculine energy. And you can be the most physically attractive woman, but if you lack that softness, that femininity, that surrender, that gentleness, it's such a turnoff. Like, to put it quite frank, like, I don't mean to offend anyone when I say that. You know what I mean? It's also just like a disconnection from your true essence. So, what, right. like, you know, actually my first ayahuasca ceremony, I... I released a lot of my wounded masculine. I was very my masculine. I think society puts everybody, men and women, in their masculine. Like, you know, I was like, went to school for finance. I was working nine to five. I was, you know, it, and that never felt true to me. It didn't. But that's everything that I was taught growing up was essentially to be in my masculine. You know, even going back to, again, when I was a childhood, like, child, like, not talking about our emotions, keeping it, ugh, keeping that, uh. Like that's a, that was masculine, like keeping it rigid Being stoic. and tight. Like Being stoic, showing, exactly. Showing emotions is a sign of weakness. Yeah, yeah. I think showing emotions, by the way, is a sign of fucking passion. Wear your emotions on your sleeve. Just have control over those emotions. Be aware and conscious of how you're showing up with your emotions, right? But don't dim your light. Yeah, like, don't dwell. Don't dwell in your emotions. <laughs> Let's get it. <laughs> like, yeah. definitely don't dwell in your emotions, but also don't hold them inside because when you release, because, again, it, I'm all about, like, releasing resistance, surrendering, letting go. So, you know, if we're constantly, like, Ugh, like, you need to express that in some way, you know? And a lot of times it's it, it can really help to just express it through your emotions. You know, for me, I cry a lot. Even when I'm, like, happy. Like, I just feel a lot you know so that's like a, a way for me to release because i want to release that resistance like you know um one, one other thing i want to say is like even like thoughts create resistance so so right me coming on this podcast i was very nervous because i was thinking too much i was creating so much resistance mm. right so i really needed to just mm. surrender to release and now i have more space and now i'm more naturally flowing and I'm not as in my head as I was at the beginning of this podcast you know and when people come to my classes and you know let's say I'm I'm teach I'm, I'm leading them through a, a drill a shoulder opener for example I always tell my students come back to your breath because your breath is the gateway into really um your breath is the gateway to be present and in the present is when you really can release mm. okay so go, going back to that path of manifestation and creating form if we're thinking so much when we're in a, a physical training or specifically in contortion if we're thinking so much when we're in the actual jilt that's actually taking us out of our body and it creates more resistance right if you're in a drill and you're like fuck shit i can't do this you're like oh like you're creating tightness but if you just breathe 
and actually feel into your body instead of thinking. So I always say to my students, less thinking, more feeling. Because when you can feel, that's when you can release the resistance that's created by your thoughts. And that's where you can actually develop more space to dive deeper into yourself. Everything that I teach in my conscious contortion, I've really learned through ceremony and through working with the plants, because again, they are the feminine they are the feminine plants and pathway of surrender. And when you can surrender, you can dive deeper within yourself. Mm, I love that. I was told that we are short on time, and I feel like you're just like like getting in your flow right now. Oh, it's well, beautiful. Well, come back. It's beautiful to see. But going back to just body language and posture, I think something very valuable that everyone can do right now is really check in with yourself. How are you sitting? How are you standing? Are your shoulders rotating inwards? Are you collapsing your rib cage and lungs? Not only is this terrible for taking deeper breaths and for your physical anatomy, it's a terrible message to send to the world, right? It's much easier to access depressive thoughts and emotions when you're in this posture. So this is a sign to just roll those shoulder blades back, get proud with your posture, align your spine, because your posture is an opportunity for you to really step into your power. I can tell a lot about a person when I walk in a room just based on their body language. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like this person's sad. They lack confidence. They lack self-esteem. Yeah. They don't want to be here. When I see someone here proud, I'm like, I want to fucking talk to that person. Yeah. Right? They're confident. They're powerful. That's how I feel. Yeah. No, I totally agree. You know, people who go through depression, including myself, if I have a depressive state or, you know, kind of like this, like your, your head's down and you don't really want to be seen. You're kind of slouched forward. But if you literally just lift your chest, roll your shoulders back, lengthen through your neck and through your crown, you immediately have a shift in energy. Mm. You really have, you immediately have a boost in confidence and, and it really shows. So now same, like whenever I meet people, I like one of the first things I notice is their posture. I also notice how far away their shoulders are from their ears because so many people are like this too because we hold on to a lot of tension mm. and emotions in our shoulders and in our hips. So that was one of the first things I noticed about you when we met in person was like just how open your chest is and your shoulders are dropped and you do have very good, I did, that's what I noticed about you because I do see a lot of people grounded or, sh or, or, um, you know, with their shoulders packed up. So just, yeah, a reminder, like, r relax your shoulders down your spine, open your chest, lift your chin, like it's safe to be seen, like you're, you're safe to be seen. That's a reminder for myself and for all of us, like we really are safe to be seen. Our souls can speak freely. I love that. I want to talk a little bit more. Thank you. Please forgive me for going over our time. I want to talk a little bit of a little bit more about the masculine feminine dynamic. So I believe that every woman really craves one thing. And that <laughs> one thing and that one thing is to feel safe, to feel seen. So they can exhale and let go and really just be their most authentic selves and I think it's up to men to really provide that space, provide that safety, you know, whether that's with just being there to provide 
safety physically, emotionally, right? Because once we're able to provide the beautiful goddesses of the world with that safety, then it allows you to surrender and fully allow yourself to tap into that mm -hmm. divine feminine essence yeah. that I believe every woman craves. Yeah, because holding space is a masculine act, mm. you know? So whether it is a male or female, like that, like it's just going back to the masculine energy, like that is a masculine act to be able to hold space for someone, to be a leader. It, it's a masculine act, it is. They're, they're, can be like beautiful, obviously like female leaders, of course. But you know, like you said in the beginning, everyone has masculine, feminine energies within them. You know, yeah. But yes, to surrender is that feminine act. But you do need somebody to be able to hold space for that, and to really feel safe to be seen and be fully authentic in who we really are as a woman, who I really am as a woman. You know. Yeah. Well, I think, I think unfortunately, especially in America, we're trying to blend. Very rude. Um, <laughs> excuse me. Please forgive me for that delay. I think in America, we're almost trying to make men and women the same. And I don't mean making men and women equal, because I think we can all agree that women should have all of the same rights and abilities that men have, right? However, if we try to say that men and women are the same, I think that's extremely flawed and ignorant because I truly believe that men are here to provide certain qualities and certain attributes, protection, security, safety, right? And I think women are here to really provide that kindness, that softness, that compassion, and that's not to say that you can't mix and have some of both of those. However, I think there is some nice aspect to having some specific roles, not needing to conform to them exactly, but having kind of a framework. It's like, oh, wow, like I provide you this and like you're able to tap into that because you feel more safe. Yeah. And that's like the beautiful balance of life is having that divine masculine, divine feminine, like that's what Shakti and Shiva is, that's what yin and yang is, it's that balance of the energies, you can't have too much masculine, like if you're in a partnership and both of you are very masculine, like that's not going to work out because you're not in harmony, you know, um, or if you're both very feminine, like again, that's not going to work out because am you're I, just am not. Am I too feminine for you? <laughs> no, you're not, you're definitely very masculine, <laughs> divinely masculine. Ooh. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm so finally masculine. Let's go. So you need, you do need that balance. I definitely agree because there's purpose, you know, from both energies. But when the two merge together, that is like beautiful harmony. That is the cultivation of the universe. It's that. It's that duality that exists here on Earth. It's it's that it's what makes us whole. It's the two parts. So, and, that and that's also, what brings us all into harmony. And that creates that beautiful intimacy as well. That beautiful dance yeah. between the feminine and the masculine. Exactly. The trust, the surrender, the passion. Yeah. Yeah. Aho. 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 Um, anyways, I know we have to wrap up soon. Did you enjoy this? 
I did. I'm, oh. I'm like really proud of myself. I feel like I was a little nervous at first, but I, I feel more comfortable now. So <laughs> you probably want to keep going. I know. I I, <laughs> I, I, I feel like I could. But. Of course you could. So I want to know if there's anything that maybe you want to leave the audience with today. Maybe something that's on your heart that we didn't talk about. Um, I always want to share the message of being yourself, like be fully yourself. Throughout my life, I found myself playing different roles to fit into certain standards of society that never were felt right for me. And I followed this path in life. And then when I turned 25, shit hit the fan. I had like a spiritual awakening. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> I have been lied to my life. So like be yourself from day one, because the more you're yourself, the more you will attract your tribe, the opportunities that are actually in alignment with you. Instead of trying to be someone else or trying to act like someone else, like be yourself and know that that is good enough. Like it's so beautiful and the world needs your unique expression and for you to be yourself. Mm. We weren't born to be the same. We weren't born to be identical. Like each person here was born with purpose and you find that purpose the more you can be comfortable in being yourself or be uncomfortable being yourself and maneuver through that discomfort because that's where all the growth is also i always want to share the message of compassion be gentle with yourself like we're all doing the best we can there's no rule book in life you know so follow your heart do practices that Cultivate that connection with your heart, get outside in nature, walk barefoot on the grass, drink a lot of water, get adequate sleep, you know, eat food that is nurturing to you, move your body, all these sorts of things that can get you in your heart. Because when you're in your heart, you're going to be more naturally comfortable being yourself and actually live a life that's in alignment with you. But be gentle with yourself, be compassionate to yourself and to others. Like we're all doing the best we can in this life like the earth is weird sometimes so like just share more love share more compassion mm. and just like spread love man you know that <laughs> hey, shit. I, like, love <laughs> I love that i love that though because it's so important you mentioned how like you spent a lot of your past life really invested in other people's opinions mm -hmm. caring so much and seeking out this external validation rather than really tapping in to your heart to your soul to your intuition and doing the things that actually bring you fulfillment and joy and i think so many people are chasing validation from others whether it's their parents whether it's their friends they're working jobs that they absolutely hate just because they've been told that is what the definition of success mm -hmm. is so i think this is a valuable reminder to really reprogram some of those stories and narratives that you've been operating from and connect to the shit that actually brings you true happiness mm -hmm. true inner peace because then you're going to spend the entire relationship with yourself which is till your death mm -hmm. more fulfilled more happy more connected less resentful so i think that's great i think that's fucking amazing i think that's a great way to end this and before because i didn't ask in maybe 60 seconds or less. So you've been microdosing pretty consistently. The last few weeks, couple months, what? I mean, yeah, I was microdosing before that too. Okay, but this is kind of the most consistent you've been. Yeah, for sure. So for how long? Uh, two, two months. One two month? months. Okay, so you've been consistently microdosing for the last two months. 
what would you say are some of the benefits you've experienced in that time? One of the biggest benefits of microdosing, I believe, is, you know, for me, speaking just on my experiences, it really cultivates a deeper sense of presence. So, like, when I'm walking outside, I can just see the beauty of the trees moving and the beautiful sunset colors in the skies. Like, I'm, I'm able to tune more into the beauty of life that surrounds us at all time and the medicine has really brought that out of me mm. like i just see so much more beauty and so much more love and i'm much more compassionate to myself and to others and it just it just makes me it's it's such a beautiful reminder of the beauty of life because that's what the medicine does for me it helps me to tap more into that yeah. and when i can tap more into that that's what i share with others so mm. Yeah, it's been a very healing and beautiful journey. I'm still on my journey as we all are, but the plant medicines really help to bring about the true beauty of life. Mm. That's always present. Sometimes we forget that. So it's just a, the plant medicine is really a remembrance. I love that. I think that's so powerful. It's so true too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Remembering is such a powerful way to actually heal. Like remembering things and remembering how fucking precious this life is. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. Like, what? We're in a studio right now with three incredible cameras, three incredible humans, these ridiculous microphones, this animated logo of <laughs> myself. How fucking dope is that? This human experience is absolutely incredible. Do something today that reminds you how unique this opportunity at life truly is. Steph, thank you so <laughs> much for being here. I'm super proud of you for leaning into the discomfort. Thank you. I'm so proud of myself. And like, really I want to just acknowledge <laughs> you for being so authentic, being so connected to your feelings, your emotions, and wearing them on your sleeve, and continuing to just pursue this path of becoming the best version of yourself. It's been beautiful to get to know you these last few months, and I'm excited to continue deepening our connection. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Well, I'm really happy that I did this. I'm happy I got over my fears. And I'm really grateful for you because you really inspire me to do things that make me feel very uncomfortable at first. But now I'm gonna leave the studio and feel very fulfilled and happy that I did this. and. I, I was just going to say, and it was because of you, it was because of me also, but I'm really grateful for you. So thank you for inspiring all of us. And yeah, you're amazing. <laughs> Much love, everybody. You already know what time it is. It's time to lean into the discomfort, push your fear to the back fucking seat where it belongs and take ownership of your life, baby, because you only get one. So if you loved today's conversation, you already know. Show your boy some love. Leave a review on iTunes. It helps spread the word. It helps us impact more lives. And most importantly, it's just the right thing to do. I mean, listen, listen. We don't get paid for this shit. We do it to make, hopefully, someone's lives better. And we appreciate that reciprocity. Leave a review. Tag us on Instagram. Steph's handle is... Stephanie Marie Otto. 
Okay. <laughs> we'll link that in the show notes rather than spelling every syllable. Stephanie with a PH. With a PH. Marie, just how it sounds. Auto double T. You already know. <laughs> Much love, everybody. You're a fucking legend. Don't even forget it. You already know. I'm talking too much now, so we're going to be out. It's Friday. You already know what that means. It means it's time to turn up and get to bed because I'm <laughs> fucking tired and I want that deep sleep so we can wake up tomorrow and make a big impact in the world, baby. Let's get it. Oh my goodness, you made it until the end of this podcast and I'm so grateful for you just really committing to your health and to your transformation. So just take a moment to appreciate and acknowledge yourself for making it until the end and I really hope that you take at least one thing that you heard today and implement it into your life because knowledge is not power. Knowledge is potential power. It requires you to take action and implement these different practices and principles into your life. And I'm here to support you every step of the way. So again, word of mouth is my oxygen. I don't do this for money. I just do it to cultivate community and help you enrich your life. So if you gain value from the show, share it with a friend, share it on your Instagram story, tag me at Coach Jeremy 305. And if you want to see the video version of this episode, go check out our YouTube channel because again, when you see things, sometimes it brings them to life and you can really see different parts of this conversation and the relationship dynamic with each guest. So again, fam, thank you. Thank you so much. You already know what time it is. It's time to take action on your dreams and thrive.